All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. What's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinAndSteph.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? Exactly. So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we are having a conversation with a ninja. That's right, an American ninja warrior, Michelle Warnke. She's been competing on that show for eight seasons. Hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. I am very excited about this next guest. This next one's a stud, you guys. (laughs) She is a stud. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Our next guest is a public speaker, personal trainer, and co-owner of a gym here in Columbus called Movement Lab Ohio. She's also a newlywed and a (laughs) ninja. That's right. This woman has competed on eight, count them, eight seasons of the hit NBC show, American Ninja Warrior. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to tell us a good story, Miss Michelle Warnke. <laughs> welcome, <Hi>. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. We are so excited, so excited to have a conversation with you. Steph just pulled up all these YouTube clips. Oh my gosh. You, oh my and gosh. <laughs> we're watching them. And of course, we know how this ends. Right. <laughs> okay. right. These are on replays, Michelle. And you should have seen Steph. She's like, come on, girl. Come on, girl. Come you on, girl. This. You can get this wall. You can get this wall. And I'm like, Steph, we know how this ends, honey. Like, you don't have to cheer her on right now. This is from like 2018. This clip you're watching. So funny. And the whole time, like, you got this. You got the up, up. Hold on. Grip strength. Grip strength. You got this. And then, oh. and then Steph's like, oh my gosh, I love her dad. Her dad oh, is awesome. All right. Your parents are so supportive. They're so great. They they're remind incredible. me so much of my parents because they're just there cheering you on and running down the obstacles. Down. Yeah. Right. Keep, oh, it's so awesome. I love it. I love it. And then your dad's like, You've been training for this, Michelle. You got this. I'm like, that's right, Michelle. Come on. It was awesome. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, he's amazing. And I will say, um, even when I watch stuff, like they just aired the All Stars recently. Right. Like my heart just instantly like went back to that moment and I just was like Man, my heart's pounding, and my husband's like, like you, you, you know what happens. I'm like, I know. <laughs> but like, I just remember how nervous I was, and like, yeah. So it, it does take you back. So, are you nervous or are you calm oh, yeah. the whole time? So I would say up until the moment you start, 
like for me especially and so one of my friends Alyssa Beard who's done really well on the show as well her first year you know like they all came in as rookies and like whereas I've had like buzzer and then heartbreak and heartbreak and all this stuff and so you know I get super nervous knowing that this can affect my gym this can affect my life and um you know millions of people see it and kind of make comments to you based on how you do and so she was like, yeah, I'm not nervous at all for her first one. I'm like, what? <laughs> Just naive, right? Whereas you're and putting then, some major pressure on yourself. In general, I think most people get pretty nervous because it, it can affect your life. And, you know, it's, it's exciting, but also extremely scary. Oh, I can That's imagine. Crazy. I can <laughs> imagine. So before we continue okay. on this. Okay. okay. <laughs> Michelle, you are a newlywed. Congratulations. Thank you. And I would like you to start off by telling Steph the story of how your husband proposed to you this past year. <laughs> it was awesome, which it was actually October 6th of last year, 2019. So we're coming up on a year soon um, of the proposal. But yeah, short version is we had gone to look at rings, things like that. And so I thought it would be sometime soon. And I was like, oh, maybe on our three-month anniversary of dating or within the next week or so. So I was kind of thinking it was coming soon. We had already set a wedding date, and I had already bought a dress. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is quick. <laughs> Three months. Yeah, because um, we knew uh, – or sorry, 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 six months from when we were dating. My bad. It was three months from engagement to marriage. And so, because I had big things happening in February and March of 2020, and so I was like, can we please do it beforehand so I can relax and enjoy a honeymoon, um, which we didn't end up getting to have anyways. But, <laughs> but, but um, so anyways, I thought it was coming and, you know, was kind of, you know, prepped somewhat, but then he threw me off completely. We went to a ring store the day before he proposed, and he had called the ladies ahead of time and was like, hey you got to throw her off. Like we're, we're coming in together. I need to pick up this ring. She knows to like wander a little bit when I talk to you guys, but throw her off. So in his words, they were brutal. You know, they, <laughs> they were like, Oh yeah. Remember you didn't like that one. Oh, that one's not available anymore. Oh, that one's not available for like another month. Yeah. Pretty much. You can't get any of these for like another month. I was like, Oh, really? Oh, my. And, and they're like, why? Do you, like, need it sooner? And it was like, well, we're trying to get married in, like, three months, and we need to invite people. And, you know, so I ended up wandering the mall when he was talking to them and uh, crying for a while. Oh, oh no. no. In the bathroom. And I was just like, God, help me to trust you. Like, you know, I, I know, you know, we're both very much ready to get married, um, so I trust that it's going to happen, but help me to trust you with the timing of it. And then he walks out of the ring store and they, the, literally the lady said he had the biggest smile they've ever seen on someone's face. Like he was just so excited and I'm like trying to hide my tears. <laughs> so the next morning I was like, Hey Joel, um, just want to let you know, like I was a little sad. I was kind of hoping, you know, we'd officially be engaged sooner that rather than later, but like I'm trying to trust God with it. And he's like, you know, yeah, just trust God. It'll be all right. You know, we'll be okay. <laughs> and he has the ring with him. And so later on that day, you know, I didn't have climbing clothes because we had rushed to church as we had talked and I'd been upset. We went later to uh, dinner with some friends and then went to this climbing place outdoors. 
I didn't have any clothes. And so he let me borrow his shorts <laughs> and I happened to find a random shirt. And, you know, he had been going to the bathroom more often that day, which I found out later was to text a lot of people. And then like changing into climbing clothes, he was taking a long time. And he, I found out later he was trying to fit the ring box into his pocket and it wouldn't fit. Oh, <laughs> and man. so like, he's like trying like, what do I do? So he ended up just taking the ring out of the box, putting it in his pocket and so we end up going to climb with some friends on top of this outdoor rock wall. And so I get up to the top and it was where we went for our first date. And so I get up to the top and he gets up to the top. He was like, oh, you know, you know, our first date, you know, six months ago. And so he's like, hey, Christina, would you take a picture for us? And so she takes a picture and he's like, oh, I'm going to take a selfie. And then he's like reaching his pocket to get his phone. And I'm just looking around and I'm like, he hasn't got his phone yet. That's weird. And then he kneels, and my first thought is like, oh, that's cute. And then it was like, and he asked, you know, Michelle, will you marry me? I'm like, wait, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> like, is this for real? And, you know, after a few seconds, like, yeah, did I say yes? Yes. <laughs> and so, like, you know, the next hour, I'm just like, wait, this just, that just happened. <laughs> So it was really cool. And then my, I hear cheering off in the distance and I think, oh, someone did something cool on the obstacle course over there. And then he points and I'm like, oh, that's my parents. That's your parent. What are you doing here? Did you plan this? <laughs> so he did just such a good job of surprising me. And, and it just has been a constant reminder for me. Like anytime here's the ring. Oh, it's very nice. I love it. Um, anytime <laughs> I look at it though, it's just like trusting God with, you oh, know, so good. Hey, the whole time I was, you know, asking questions and like upset and, you know, God, I'm trying to trust you. And it's like, God's just like, Oh, just wait, it'll be fine. <laughs> Michelle, That's awesome. can you tell my wife was eating up this story? Could you tell that she was like on the edge of her seat <laughs> as you were climbing up this wall? <laughs> oh my gosh he's got then the ring in his pocket then what happened <laughs> how are you gonna get down with that on your hand <laughs> right <laughs> that is oh, a great that. story oh, you're right and what's your husband's name joel joel yep all right joel if you're listening to this brother well done well done yeah i have yes. learned how you propose matters it does so great <laughs> job joel is joel into this kind of stuff yeah. Yes. So he actually was working on filming a submission video for Ninja Warrior this, this year, 2020. Oh, wow. But he ended up tearing his Achilles on the warped wall uh, oh, no. five and a half, six weeks before our wedding. <laughs> okay. Because I saw a wedding picture that she posted on Instagram and he looked like he had a boot on his yep. foot. Yep. Okay, yeah. that's why. So we, that's why we couldn't go on a honeymoon because he wasn't allowed to – you can't fly within, I think, like eight weeks of surgery because of a blood, blood clot. Mm -hmm. So And then we were going to book it right after the Arnold, and then I got a call for Ninja. So we're like, okay, we won't book it then. And then right after that is when COVID hit. So we're hoping oh. maybe in the fall. <laughs> we'll see. Well, Steph, think about how hard that would have been. This poor guy's in a walking boot all day on his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> And like, he, had just, so hard. he had just started walking without crutches the Monday before the wedding. Oh, oh boy. Like that no. was his first steps, you know, unaided. Or no, oh, no, no. Gosh. First steps aided, I think. I think before then he wasn't allowed to put any weight on it. 
So that was his first aided step. So he had a cane that he used for the wedding some of the time. Okay. Oh, man. That's an endurance right there. We practiced our wedding dance on a a scooter. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) Steph, when we go to buy our next home, who do you think we should call? Obviously, we'll call Ackerman and Associates. Absolutely. We worked with Mara Ackerman. Who's amazing. And her team a few months ago when we sold our house. And they sold it in three days. They have offices in both New Albany and Granville. And I cannot oversell how good they were. They were professional and had hustle to them. So when they told me they would do something, they would do it. And not five days from now, I would hear back from them within 24 hours. Plus, they had a Rolodex of repair folks that we could call to help us get our house ready to show. It was so nice to have that. Listen, I have high expectations. You do. Very high expectations. And they actually exceeded them. I am so glad we didn't try to sell our house on our own. Ackerman Associates are celebrating their clients and friends with a one month of giveaways starting October the 5th. To participate, just follow them on their Instagram and Facebook pages, then check each day for their daily posts with contest giveaways. Prizes include weekly sweet treat giveaways, a Columbus Zoo Family Plus membership, four front porch photo sessions with professional photographer, and more surprises. You can find their Instagram and Facebook pages under Ackerman and Associates. They are a proud sponsor of Tell Us a Good Story. Well, Michelle, let me give a list of accomplishments here for our listeners <laughs> of you and some fun facts, okay? And now I have not told Steph any of this, okay? So she is not aware of all these facts about you. So feel free to chime in if I get any of these details wrong, but I want to brag about you to our listeners, okay? So Michelle here graduated from Thomas Worthington High School here in Columbus. Yeah. She went to the University of Cumberland's Mm -hmm. and ran track and cross country there. Good. Received her bachelor's in kinesiology and exercise science. Oh, I can see that. Which she has obviously used she to did. her advantage. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> then after college, she moved to Kazakhstan for five years to teach English. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five years, which I will want to ask her about that. Yes. Okay. Then uh, she made her debut on American Ninja Warriors in season five. And has participated every season since. Wow. Recently, she completed her eighth season on the show on the Ninja Warriors All-Stars competition on Team Matt. She's one of three women who were first to complete the entire course on television. She, oh, we're still going. And I know. I know. Going. I told you. Okay. <laughs> Michelle, I got tired researching all this. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of stuff she's done on the show. My word. In season six, she became the second woman in American Ninja Warrior history to climb up that warped wall yeah. that we saw. Yeah. In season 11, she became the second woman to scale the spider trap. Now, which one is that? Um, so it's changed, but it's the 10th obstacle in city finals. But like that obstacle changes throughout the years. So okay. basically city finals buzzer. Okay. Ah, which she's, like we've been trying for so long to get. <laughs> okay. Then she's tied with Megan Martin for most qualifications for the city finals course as a female. She's qualified six times. Jeez. She's the second competitor stuff to finish a course 
with blood dripping down her face. <laughs> Is that true, Michelle? I don't know. There may have been others. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and they gave they actually gave me a towel in between each obstacle because it was still bleeding so much. So okay, like, we're stop- yeah, we're sh- stopping here. <laughs> okay, so tell, tell, yeah, share this story, this story then. Story what then. happened? How did you <laughs> get your face all bloody? Right. So there's a ring obstacle where, sorry, I'm actually balancing on a board right now. So I'll try to, <laughs> so I'm using my hands to stay steady. Um, so there's a ring obstacle where you have to pull it off the ring using like a swing. Yes. Yes. And I saw a lot of people struggle with that. So I was like, okay, do a big pull. And I did too big of a pull and went straight into my face. Um, and oh, no. it just like, I remember going, oh, like that hurt. Um, and then landing and then just feeling stuff dripping down my face and balance was the next obstacle. And I was like, I can't see like, uh, this is not good. And so then one of the guys on the sideline was like, Michelle, Michelle here. And he threw a towel. And so I wiped it off, did the balance. And then after finishing the balance, it's still dripping down the face. So everyone who saw it in person, when they saw it on TV, they're like, there was more blood than that. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I mean, I wiped it down after each obstacle and like had some on my shirt, some on the towels and stuff. So it was pretty crazy. Uh, what number was that before you're finished? Like how many more obstacles did you have? I have four. I had four to go because I, oh, I got that, hurt on obstacle man. two. Did you have stitches or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Joel went with me to get stitches from like 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Got like three, four hours of sleep. And then the next night was the city finals night. So there's not a lot of rest. And that's why like the city finals, I hadn't yet had a, a black eye or anything. That was after city finals. But yeah, it was definitely just just stitched that day oh my gosh (laughs) you're going to love this fact okay okay (laughs) i intentionally did not tell you this okay in season nine season nine yes season nine she ran the course with her father (gasps) chris who is also a ninja warrior athlete and he's written books about his experience on the show what yeah yeah i knew you'd be thrilled (laughs) to hear that because I'm of such your a experience fan of your dad, your experience oh, with doing triathlons with your father, yep. you can very well totally relate relate to that. That's awesome. How special that would be. Yeah, awesome. no, it was amazing. And he he actually did the walk online. He didn't get a call back, and so he did like where you go and just wait for. I don't remember how many days he did. His book says how many days he did. <laughs> but yeah, he when I started doing ninja, he was like after a few times he was like hey what do you think if i were to like try this out it was like yeah sure that'd be awesome and then i saw him on the warped wall for the first time and my heart like stopped oh my god like, please don't hurt yourself <laughs> 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 but yeah he's a beast he teaches ninja light classes at our gym he's amazing then steph in 2015 she opened her ninja gym movement lab ohio which is credited with being one of the first ninja specific gyms in the country so she's trained hundreds of athletes there for the past five years to the point where they've outgrown it and she's moving to a new gym here that will soon to open this fall. Is that right? Yeah. Michelle? Yep. Yeah. We're eager for, for that. You. <laughs> so Michelle, going back to this. Okay. First off, I have to ask you about how you ended up going to Kazakhstan for five years because I just envision you graduating from college that would not have been on my top 5,000 places on this earth where I would want to go live. 
So how did you end up moving over there for five years of your life? Yeah. So I grew up, um, my grandparents were missionaries on my mom's side. And so when kids are like, oh, I want to be a fighter fighter. I want to do this or that. I was like, I want to be a missionary. And so I'd always wanted to serve overseas. And my senior year of college, I was just like, well, there's no reason not to do it now. And we had a group visit our college um, called the traveling team. And they just shared with you tons of organizations that you could go overseas with and serve with. So I started calling those up. And uh, this, this person from this group called ESI or called Teach Overseas he ended up calling me back within, I think within a few hours. And as I was talking to him, he was asking questions about my personality. And he was just like, you know, I think you'd be a really good fit for Kazakhstan. And I was like, Kazakhstan? <laughs> you know, like, I, <laughs> I hadn't heard of it. But at the same time, like the instant he said Kazakhstan, my heart was just like, yes, that's where you're supposed to be. I, and I went and looked at a map and found out where it was. <laughs> right. Because I wouldn't know where it's at either. It's yeah. just south of Russia, correct? South of Russia, yes. Were you fluent in Russian then? Uh, depends on how you define fluent. <laughs> I would describe <laughs> it as like how a kindergartner or like a preschooler is. My grammar is not anywhere near amazing because we weren't taught grammar. We were taught just speaking. But I could listen to sermons. I could have meetings with you know leaders in the school in Russian. So... I probably sounded young, but... <laughs> so how would you say, tell us a good story in Russian? Skazite Hiroshi Historia Paruski. That sounded legit stuff. It was so legit. That sounded very good. That, <laughs> yes. that sounded very credible there. I think you nailed <laughs> it. I mean, my accent is not, you know, I sound very American, but... <laughs> now, can I ask you a dumb question? Do you mind? No, go for it. When people find out that you lived in Kazakhstan, how often do they ask you <laughs> about Borat? A lot. <laughs> a lot? I bet they do. Well, so the first year was that I went over there was before Borat came out. And oh, it was? Okay. people would be like, you're going to Kaz Kazakhstan? What? You know? And then the second or third year was around when it came out. And they're like, oh, that's that. That Borat movie, right? And I was like, well, Borat actually goes to Mongolia. Like, that is actually is not set in Kazakhstan at all. And it was, I believe it was blacklisted in Kazakhstan. Because we have, you know, how many thousands of movies about America? There's, you know, very few, if any, about Kazakhstan. So to have one movie about you and that movie have, you know, a bad, yes. per, you know, perception of Kazakhstan, like, not, not a really nice. We want people to see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So I've never it, yeah. actually seen it. <laughs> yeah, because that's not really what Kazakhstan's like. Right. That movie. So, <laughs> so when you come back to the states, okay, how did you end up getting involved with the American Ninja Warrior? <laughs> right. Because it, is it true that like your first week back, three people said, "Hey, you know what you should do? You would be great on this TV show." Call it American Ninja Warrior. Is that correct? Well, it wasn't my first week back, but they did okay. all ask within one week. I had been back probably about a year. Okay. Um, I had worked as a server and I was working as a personal trainer. And then, yeah, I had three friends on one week. Like two of them, we were doing an obstacle course race and 
They're like, hey, have you seen the show? Like, we bet you'd really like it. Someone from our college did it, blah, blah, blah. And then the third person, while I was working as a server at Texas Roadhouse, she came up and she's like, Michelle, have you seen this show? You would love it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I better go look it up. <laughs> so you'd never heard of it. I know. I know. I was like, I didn't really watch TV overseas. I didn't see TV for five years in college. I was doing sports right. and like growing up, we were only allowed to watch one hour as kids. So I was like, just didn't really watch TV. And, uh, so yeah, I was like, well, I guess this might be worth checking out. And as soon as I saw, I was like, this is amazing. I got to try it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still stuck on the server at Texas Roadhouse stuff <laughs> right? because I was a server at Texas Roadhouse <laughs> in college. Yes. Yes. Uh, in Lima, Ohio. So oh, I, yeah. I was a I server there. My... Had, well, I worked with some people who were from Lima, Ohio, and had worked at that one. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yes, you just got my attention there. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's what got your attention. Well, I got Texas stuck on Road that, House. right? Like, I'm now oh, even more goodness. impressed. I should have had that in their list of accomplishments <laughs> earlier. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for servers after being a server. <laughs> yes, that is very true. I feel like that everyone is... should experience that. I agree. I completely agree because you will not treat your server like garbage. Yep. yep. It once you have that experience. It's true. Yep. Very so, true. Can you tell Steph the story? Because I read about this about the first time you trained on these obstacles. Right? You apparently found a gym in New Jersey. And drove nine hours or so to go train there. Can you tell Steph what happened once you got there and started training? Yeah. So it was actually my now business partner's gym, Movement Lab, um, in New Jersey, which is one of the original gyms ever in the country. And yeah, we got there, man, at like 9 30, 10 o'clock at night after driving all day. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to ask him to do obstacles. I know it's late and we all, you know, need to go get some rest. But then we're just like talking for a while and it was like, well, we're talking. Is there any way I could go try that salmon ladder? <laughs> and I, I, I found out later that um, he actually thought I was just like a fangirl. I was like, I didn't actually even know who you were. I just knew you posted about having obstacles. I didn't know he had done the show or anything. Um, but yeah, he was like, oh yeah, sure. Go try it, whatever. So then I hop on and I get up a rung. And he's like, oh, you know, and then I get crooked, uh, you know, I go up half of a rung and, and then he's like, hey, do this, move to this side and, you know, switch this over here and blah, blah, blah. And so I hop up and so I get all the way to the top on the salmon ladder on my first try and I hop down and he's like, I've never seen a girl get the salmon ladder before. He's like, you got to try my warped wall. I've never had a girl get my warped wall. And his is one of the hardest in the country. Um, so the next How day. High is that? How high uh, is that? It's 14 and then now it's 14 and a half on the show, but the slope of the wall makes a huge difference. Okay. So like the shows is totally fine, but his original one was one of the most difficult ones. Um, so even people that normally could get a warped wall weren't good at getting his. Okay. Um, just because it was steeper. Did you and get so, it? Yeah. After working on it two hours, because all the guys do three steps. And then I was trying to do three steps. I even like twisted my ankle and all this stuff. But then randomly, I accidentally did four steps and I was really close. It was like, oh, that makes sense. You know, I'm shorter and I have less power than the guys here. So then I started doing four steps and got it soon after that. And, you know, super excited. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, I, like I'm continuing to be impressed by you as we just have a conversation because we only see 
your shoulders up here. And I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were standing having this conversation. I was like, you know what? That's fine. She can stand as long as we can see her. But you're balancing on something? Is that? Well, to be fair, I do have my hands down on a desk some of the time. Oh yeah, that's so, com- that's yeah, completely that's different. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like I take it when back. I'm used, like so right now I'm balancing. <laughs> but like when I'm describing things, yeah, right now you can tell I'm kind of moving a little bit because I'm balancing on it. <laughs> so why are you balancing? So I have. If it looked a little nicer, I would show you. I mean, I guess I can. I have a uh, a balance board where you yeah. basically oh yeah stand like that yeah. Um, so, so this looks, looks like, like a, a snowboard or something. Or a snowboard, right? On right. a on a little log. Yeah, that's yep, what yep, that looks yep. like. <laughs> so my husband got me a standing desk um, for Christmas, which I love. And I mean, it well, it moves. It can be sitting or right. standing, but I have it at standing. And so yeah, I'll just kind of. I mean, again, I kind of have my forearms on the desk, you know, so it helps. But you're still kind of constantly balancing on it. That is incredible. You're amazing. <laughs> she is balancing on a log right now yeah. and standing there and doing a podcast interview with us at her desk. I love it. That is incredible. <laughs> so how to get workouts in. <laughs> I love that. So how did you get involved with the very first American Ninja show for you? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Yeah. So after I got the warped wall and, you know, salmon ladder and all those things on that trip, you know, cliffhanger, got to try all these things and fell in love. I was literally after getting the salmon ladder that night, I I could barely sleep. I journaled and I was like, this is amazing. I found something that like I've always dreamed of, you know, competing on ops, like who, whoever thought an obstacle course race would actually be something. And I knew there was races cause I'm a runner too, but like an actual just obstacle course as a thing um other than like an elementary school you know field day thing (laughs) right um so i just was so excited and then talking to all the guys that were training that day they're like you're gonna do the show and i was like i don't sure you know like i don't know how to get on the show but yeah i'd love to so then i came back to columbus and there's a climbing gym vertical adventures and I've gone there since like second grade, um, on and off just whenever I had time. Um, so I know the owners really well. And so I got back and was like, Hey, you know, we can build obstacles here. And I was showing him videos and he's like, this looks awesome. Yeah. You know? And it was like, Hey, we could fit a warped wall in this back corner we could fit this <laughs> over here and all this. And he said, you know, if you find people willing to help you build, I, I'm willing to help supply materials and tools and things like that. So I started building and posted about it on a Facebook page. And there was evidently a producer on that page. And so they called me up and I found I had a missed call and basically someone saying, hey, this is a producer from American Ninja Warrior. Would you like to apply? And would you know, be interested in having you on the show. It was like, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so then I called him back, talked to him and he told me, you know, Hey, here's a vid. like you have to do an application video and fill out an application and walked me through it. And so I applied. Wow. Goodness. Now <laughs> I saw where your second season, right. On season six, um, you got the warped wall, right. Mm-hmm. I didn't see what happened in season five. So your very first time, getting there to the competition how did you end up doing that very first yeah time? so i actually um i got to go to vegas um there was four of us girls in our region that made it to the fifth obstacle which is one obstacle away from the warped wall um 
but a producer told me later, like, yeah, they didn't think you were very good, so they put you early. And <laughs> 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 like, even admitted it to me. It was funny. Um, and so then they decided to run everything in one night. So normally you'd have two nights. Um, so they said, come back earlier tomorrow. Normally we'd come at like 6 p.m. He said, come at like 4 p.m. So I had this big meal thinking, you know, I'm not going to run until like that, towards the end of the first round. And then we get there and they hand me my number. My number changed from 103 to 12. Oh, no. <laughs> and, or 11 or 12. And it was like, I just started shaking. I'm like, wait, so I'm literally going in like the next hour? <laughs> Start stretching. <laughs> I know. Oh I was gosh. like, what? <laughs> so um, and then I had a friend with me. It was actually Chris Ganji, who's another ninja. Um, who was also right around my runtime. He was going to be 102 and I was going to be 103. And then I think I was 11 and he was 12, like switched. Um, so we both just started like freaking out. I'm like, what do we do? Um, so we didn't actually really get to see the course before we went and oh, like see man. people on the course. And so I got to obstacle five and it was like, okay, upper body. I love upper body. Sounds good. And I get onto, it's a ring and a rope. And I grabbed the rope and my hand just slides is it was the worst rope I've ever grabbed in my life. And I just panicked. I froze and was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so I ended up, you know, just grabbing both hands. And then later on seeing other people go, I was like, Oh, I should have tried that. I should have tried that. I should have tried that. But like at the time I didn't know how bad it was going to be. So I didn't have any other plan B, C, D, whatever. And so it ended up being one of the worst failure rates of any obstacle they've ever had so let's talk about upper body <laughs> okay so we watched several of your shows kevin acting like it was the first time it was live yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm of course cheering you but your yeah. upper body is so strong so oh, strong to the point where there's a point where you're literally like in an arm, like what's this called? What's this like movement? 90 degrees. Thank you. You're at 90 degrees forever. And you're just, <laughs> you know, just going along and then you have to do your grip strength. And then all of a sudden you're, you're holding on to something for your grip strength in one arm. And then you just shake you out, shake out your other, your arm. other <laughs> arm. Like it's no big deal. And you're just hanging there with your arm after you had been at 90 degrees for that last obstacle. And I'm like, then she grabs, grabs yeah, her left she, arm, shakes out her right out. arm. Like, I'm like just hanging oh. there. I'm like, Oh my oh. word. Kevin's like, no, no. I'm like, Oh, like it was un- you are, you are just so incredible. Strong. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. It was unbelievable. No, of course, <laughs> I guess you have to be incredibly strong, right? But how mentally tough do you have mm-hmm. to be? Because earlier you said with the blood, right? Getting in your face, getting in your eyes. Is this as much mentally draining as it is physically challenging, I guess, when you're there? Yeah. it's So mentally, especially I feel like before, beforehand is very like, you know, anyone who's been in a high pressure situation, you know, it's like literally millions of people are going to watch and this could affect the rest of your life, you know, no pressure. Um, but I would say during it's one of those, the pressure of if you don't make the right decision in that split second, that's going to cost you. And there's times where I have made the right decision and there's times where I have not made the right decision, (laughs) you know? And so that's something 
um, that I still constantly have to work on because there's times where I'll have something just get in my head that I just like, I'm such a focused person. And so I'm not as good about adapting a strategy or adapting to what's happening on the course. And so that's been a challenge for me at times. I, as a runner, I'll look at the course as a run and, Hey, I have to, I have to save strength for the end or this or that. And there's been times where I did a bad move earlier because I was trying to save energy for a different part of my body. Like there was one where I, I was trying to do it more of a dead hang versus like up here because I was trying to save my biceps because everyone was saying, oh, a few obstacles later, their biceps were dead. So as a runner, I'm like, okay, save energy. So I did it more of a dead hang, but because it took so long to do that obstacle as a dead hang, I fell. So I never even got to use my biceps later. So that's one of my things that I still, you know, even doing it eight years, I still make mistakes. We all do. And uh, it's, it's not necessarily as mentally taxing on the course as it is just you either get it or you don't. You make the right decision or you don't in the moment. Does it just stay with you? Like you fall in that water <laughs> yeah. and then all night you're thinking, I should have done this or I could have done it this way. Are you constantly thinking what you could have done or do you just let it go? Well, it depends, but I mean, it, it, it kind of sticks with you the rest of your life. <laughs> because, you know, it'll get brought up. I mean, there's times where like the, the rolling thunder is the one that I was talking about where I did the straight arm instead of going quickly this way. Um, and it was shown on TV. I, you know, I'd already gone through being sad about it for a month or so. And then they show it on TV and then you experience all the emotions again and then I had a kid come into the gym and they're like, Michelle, you found the rolling thunder? Really? <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know, and so people aren't necessarily always gracious in their comments to you. And so you just have to like, hey, no matter what, the ninja world, we all understand you can fall anywhere. And so I always encourage new people, one run or one performance does not define you. And even ninja in general does not define you. Um, but so many people, you know, if they only get one time on the show and they mess up, you know, that's hard because that's how everyone else is going to see you. Even if you're amazing in the gym and you just made one small mistake, you know, that's how a lot of the people in America will look at you. Right. So thankfully the ninja community can kind of come together and like, Hey, that, that's not it. That, you know, ninja is crazy. Anyone can fall anywhere. <laughs> right. With American Ninja Warrior, you've been, do they just invite you every year because you're so good? You're a huge fan favorite. They just want to bring you back. How does that work? Yeah. Well, none of us really know how they decide, um, but you have to apply every year and you have to take it seriously. Like some people, one year they're like, oh, you could just be eating a blizzard and tell them that you want to apply and they take you back. And it's like, eh. I don't know that that's true. Um, I know one of the girls one time just sent them like video footage that they had taken of her on the show. And they're like, yeah, don't do that again. <laughs> oh, um, really? Yeah. And so they want to see that, you know, veterans, even if you're on the show a lot, they want to see that you are really trying to, you know, apply every year. And so there's, Pretty much for the women, most women who have done well have gotten called back. Um, for the guys, 
I mean, there's so many incredible guys. It's, it is tough. And the women now, there's so many incredible women. It actually is a lot harder now as well. So they only take, I think, like 30% veterans, and then they try to have a lot of new people. Oh, that's good, so, though. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's great, but it, it does make it, like, if you make it on the show once and you don't do well, you know, you might not get called back again because, you know, you've got to prove to them what you can do. Now, before we ask you about your gym, because I want to hear about that, can you tell us what it was like to be, I think, the second female to finish and actually hit the buzzer on the Mm -hmm. show, right? And you did that season six, I believe? Yeah, yeah. What was that like when you're up there? Can you hear the announcers? I mean, see your parents down there. What was that moment like? It was absolutely amazing because the year before, I'd wanted it so badly and fell on the fifth obstacle and, you know, cried on my way home from Baltimore and just really, really, really wanted redemption. I knew I hadn't done as much that, as I could. And so hitting that buzzer the next year, I, I was literally on cloud nine. They did an interview with me and they're like, hey, can we redo that interview? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like all crazy. And they're, you know, like, okay, you know, you know, Casey got the buzzer the first night and the second night. Do you think you can get the buzzer the second night? And they're asking me this, you know, an hour after I got the buzzer. I'm like, I don't care. I just got a buzzer. (laughs) I'm like, you know, so I actually had to pray, like, God help me to care about the second night of competition because I am literally so excited that I got a buzzer. I don't care. And then the second night was actually one of the most devastating nights because I knew I had a lot of strength. I had been training a ton. And I was so excited to get to do the salmon ladder in competition. And I was like, oh, yeah, the jump to the salmon ladder, that's easy. I even told someone, like, oh, don't worry about that jump. It's easy. I was so excited about the salmon ladder. My knees just buckled, and I missed the jump to the salmon ladder. Wait, was this St. Louis? This was St. Louis, yeah. That's the one you saw. Yes. Oh, my heart sank on that one. (laughs) I was so sad. Hello, friends. We need your help. Steph and I are wanting to pitch this podcast to some of the major companies like iHeartRadio, Wondery, and some others. But before we do that in a few weeks, we are asking you, our listeners, to help us get to 100 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. We currently have 50, so we are wanting to double that by the end of September. So grab your iPhones, hack into your spouse's iPhones, steal your parents' iPhones, And go into the Apple Podcast app, subscribe to Tell Us a Good Story, and give us a rating, preferably a good one. And if you don't have an iPhone, then I don't know what to tell you. That's sad. I'm not even sure how you even live life, quite honestly. (laughs) Thanks for listening, you guys. And thank you for giving us a rating with Tell Us a Good Story. So Michelle, we want to hear about your gym, the Movement Lab Ohio, because my understanding is you have classes for all ages, from kids yep. to adults. And actually, from what I saw on your website, you're actually hosting a National Ninja League competition. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There's a National Ninja League, which literally is in gyms all over the place. And they have competitions, and then you can qualify for regionals and then for worlds. And you literally compete with the best of the best all over the world. And this is from age seven, six. Uh, I believe six for the National Ninja League. We go, 
we have classes for five-year-olds and we have had some classes for three and four-year-olds. So we want to keep doing that too. All right. You just got my wife's attention here. That would be amazing. Our girls would love that, wouldn't they? Oh, that would be amazing. So what? What do you have at the gym then? Or what will you have at the gym as it's being built right now? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll have a lot of what we had before and then just more. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we had, you know, trampoline, foam pit, bars, warped walls, climbing wall, um, salmon ladder, of course, cliffhanger, a lot of ways to practice upper body challenges, a spring floor. And um, we are going to be able to add a parkour setup that's specific to parkour, which we're, we had parkour before, but because the gym was a lot smaller, we, you know, we didn't have as much room to have a specific area. So it was actually really cool. Our soft opening, we had, we split it up into age groups and we had between 60 and 80 people come for each age group. Oh my gosh. Teens, we teens we maybe had like 40, 45, and it was in a small area. And so on our soft opening, people are like, when are you expanding? It was like, uh, we just opened. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah. So we've had to, you know, we've been trying to expand for like three years. And it's been honestly one of the most difficult challenges of my entire life. So when do you expect your gym to be? fully functioning, completely open, Michelle. Right. That honestly is kind of the challenge right now is everyone wants to know when, when are you opening? And right now we don't have a solid answer because we have to wait on the city. We have to wait on inspections. Uh, We have to give approval for things. And we also now have to get approval on all of our obstacles, all our drawings, which adds to the time and all the, all the red tape we have to go through. And so we're hoping within a month or month and a half, but I also, you know, can't really promise anything. And so that, that has been a challenge, but again, just trust in God, Hey, you know, what's best. And, and where will the new gym gym be in Columbus? Yeah. So the new gym is on Huntley road, right by Worthington, Galena and Huntley. Okay. Yep. Okay. You know where that's at? I wish she was saying Gehanna. I just, yeah, two blocks, three blocks away. I need it away from close to us. So. <laughs> well, Michelle, last thing I want to ask you about, because we don't know you, right? You don't know us. I want to be your best friend, though, right now, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> yeah. You guys are great. But you got my attention when I got an email from you when you booked for this podcast. And you had said that you could share any number of stories about the gym, being a ninja warrior, and God answering your prayers, mm-hmm. which got my attention. So, would you mind sharing a story about a time when God answered your prayers? Yes, definitely. Um, I actually have a prayer book, well, multiple prayer books, where I'll write down prayers and then also answers to prayer. Joel was honestly just a huge gift from God because, you know, I'm 36 now. We met when I was 35 and I've desired to get married for years and years and years, but I just never felt like I'd met someone that I was really, really supposed to marry. And, um, and so in a way you kind of just, as you get older, you're kind of like, well, maybe I'll never meet that person. And that was kind of how the gym was feeling at the same time of, you know, are we ever going to find a gym space? Are we ever going to be able to expand? 
And when I met Joel and God just blew my mind of, wow, you can save this man for me. You can do anything. Mm. So it was just so encouraging. And like anytime, again, looking at the ring, it's just, you know, hey, God, you are faithful even when it takes longer than I expect or it's not the way I would have pictured it. Um, he is good and he knows what's best for us. That's awesome. Well, that is a great way to end this conversation. <laughs> so listeners, for more information about Michelle, you can go to her website at mlabohio.com. That's mlabohio.com. Or you can go to Instagram at Michelle Warnke. Michelle Warnke, W-A-R-N-K-Y. And she does some really cool stuff on there. What, what's the Wednesday stuff that you do on your Instagram yeah. <laughs> post? What is that? Yeah. So Jesse Graff, one of the ninjas had told me one time, like, Hey, Michelle, you should do something like coaching on your Instagram. And it was like, honestly, I feel so overwhelmed with work right now. That would just feel like work. And so as I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, it'd be fun to do a challenge where it forces me to challenge myself to do something each week. And then it just encourages other people to be active if they want to do it. So I'm not even, I'm not really a big promoter, which I'm, you know, I'm not good about doing that as a lot of ninjas are. Um, but I just put it out there every week and Hey, if you want to try this out, here's a fun idea to try out. And so just try to, yeah. And honestly, I'll pray about it a lot of times like, Hey God, what would you like me to do this week? And you know, sometimes it's something about life and sometimes it's something in a workout thing. So that's been fun to do. That is great. Well, Michelle, thank you for saying yes to us. We are very much looking forward to seeing your gym and meeting you in person here at some point. So thank you so much. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, thank you. My pleasure. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to support this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts. You can rate and review this episode. Also, for those who have asked us how to financially support, you can go to kevinandsteph.com and order one of our books of You Met Her Where. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.